Well, Lloyd, thank you so much for joining us at Infamous Horrors today. So, Lloyd, throughout your career, what would be probably the one or a few movies you would say you're proud of the most? Uh, well, uh, I would say hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm. That's uh, my most personal film, and it's about my favorite. It's based on my favorite Shakespearean play. And it has the best cast, the best crew, uh, looks the best. And I think it's the best of my movies. I don't know if it's the best in the 50 years of trauma movies, but uh, I think it's uh, certainly my best. And I would say in 35 years, uh, uh, the uh, Museum of Modern Art will wake up and play it like they did with Tromio. Took them 35 years. And outside of Troma, what has kind of been a film you've been proud for? Because one of my most fondest one of yours that's outside of Troma is the final countdown. And my dad served in the Navy as well. So that's a huge film for him, too. So me and him really love watching the final countdown. So outside of Troma, is there any films you helped produce or help get made that you're really proud of? Well, uh, all the movies that uh, we serve as uh, any uh, any kind of producer, Death by Temptation, it's all black people, right. D-E-F by Temptation, that might be our best movie. Or Mother's Day, my brother's film. I would say those two movies probably are the best uh, non, you know, non-Lloyd directed movies. But also uh, Cannibal the Musical, uh, uh, which we were very important. Uh, that's a great movie. No question about it. In my opinion, it's better than uh, the Book of Mormon. And, and I'm not talking about the Bible. I'm talking about the Broadway show. <laughs> so so um, yeah, those guys are brilliant. And, and Cannibal the Musical is fa- fabulous. Uh, yeah, and it still holds up to this day. I try to watch it like once every Halloween season. I think I try to get Cannibal the Musical in as, a annual, as an annual viewing. Do you subscribe to Troma now? I am no. not currently, no. Perfect. Well, why don't you? <laughs> you know what? I will after this interview, Lloyd. It's only, uh, uh, Chad, it's uh, it's free the first month. And then only, um, I, since I can't see you, are you okay with this particular uh, frame? Oh, yeah. yeah, I am. Toxy back there. Yeah, it looks wonderful. Good. Um, yeah. So, so um, uh, you know, um, uh, it's only a, it's free the first month, and then only four ninety nine, and you get fifty years of our movies. And every month we're putting up new, uh, new movies by new young filmmakers like you, uh, you know, up and coming, the Trey Parkers and Eli Roths and James Gunn of the uh, future. Right. And there's some. You know, terrific uh, short films, long films, everything. Right, and uh, that are you... out of our collection that are all new every month. And then we put up more movies at the same time, put up more trauma movies. Uh, on, so I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah, and I see you became really good friends with one of my good friends out in Kentucky, uh, Antonio. Gosh, I don't want to mispronounce his last name, but Pantoya. Or yeah. <laughs> I haven't learned how to pronounce it. Oh, he's the best. Antonio is just amazing. Yeah, we had a great time last weekend, in, uh, two weekends ago. In, no, last weekend. 
in uh, Kentucky uh, at the uh, Scarefest. Yeah, and Antonio, yeah. Uh, we had a great team that uh, uh, Antonio and Taylor uh, put the, Taylor Christian put together, uh, and um, uh, great team, wonderful uh, in Kentucky. It was a great weekend, and they showed uh, there's a fancy movie theater that you know a. Uh, Entertainment Center that uh, did a nice screening of uh, hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm and the theater was packed and uh, people loved it. Even, uh, you know, in the more conservative states, uh, people uh, uh, get the hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm. You know, it's it's in the middle, sort of like it's like South Park, you know, it's not. (laughs) And that's got to be a really nice surprise, too, right? Like even the conservative states are really chewing up uh hashtag Shakespeare sick storm i remember watching that in uh vantasia international film festival when you had it there maybe last year or the year before i think i was part of the one of the round tables where it was like a group of five or seven people interviewing you at that time uh-huh. so that was a really cool experience then and so when you bring it out into conventions and festivals, has anything still surprised you with like the reactions? Are you just overwhelmed at points with it? Well, here's the problem. We we I uh, have you ever seen the Death of a Salesman by Arthur Miller, greatest American play? I have not. I know oh, I should. It's uh, it's a uh, uh, in my opinion the greatest American uh, drama. And um, the character Willie Loman is a salesman. <laughs> and uh, he goes from town to town to town to town to town. And uh, I have to do the same thing with one night, right? right. The, the theater is full one night, but they, uh, the theaters don't book us for a week. So uh, I, I'm beating my brains out, uh, uh, traveling for one night stands like a, uh, you know, a comedian who's just starting out. So I've been doing that for 50 years. I can't keep doing it. So um, uh, we, 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 we don't, it's very hard to get theaters. We're economically blacklisted. We're also economically blacklisted by most of the mainstream, uh, you know, Amazon and all that shit. You so know, it's I very tough know after, after 50 years, very discouraging. No newspapers cover us, no TV covers us. It's only our fans that uh, like you who, uh, who, for whom we are very grateful and uh, uh, to, to whom we give great thanks for uh, supporting us. Uh, you know, I didn't say I went to six cities in Texas and Oklahoma and the fans uh, did the whole thing. They called the theaters, they booked the, uh, the um, TV and the publicity and they drove, they, they drove me, you know, probably 2000 miles around. Right. And they, uh, they also had a taxi and a, crazy Sarah to go with us and uh, but it was all fans, you know, and uh, yeah. uh, so we made a little money off the uh, merchandise and a little money off the one night stands, but uh, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to play for a week, <laughs> but they yeah. don't want to take a chance, you know. And, you know, you said you had trauma for 50 years. I mean, how must that feel to you guys? Do you pinch yourself sometimes knowing that you've been around for that long too? Uh, I think we're pretty bitter that uh, <laughs> we've had absolutely not one bit of recognition from the uh, from the mainstream. Yeah, you think New York City, where I've lived my entire life, and uh, in which uh, uh, Michael Hers and I have produced hundreds of movies, 
uh, or, or financed, uh, you'd think there would be something to mark our 50th year, you know, like the New York Times or maybe one of the local TV stations or something, nothing, nothing. Uh, unless you take a lot of advertising, you ain't gonna get publicity. Although there's some big changes, Chad, that I see in the countryside of the movie industry. One, uh, my, my uh, protege, James Gunn, is now running Warner Brothers. So he, yeah. is, uh, he has trauma and independence uh, and great talent running through his veins. So he is not going to be making uh, George Clooney and Julia Roberts movies. Uh, he's <laughs> going to be making good movies. <coughs> and uh, <coughs> uh, the other uh, thing that has changed, perhaps, is that uh, Terrifier 2, a movie that cost $250,000, yes. has uh, uh, done a huge box office uh, and uh, beat, uh, beat out uh, uh, 20 million or however, I don't know how much the George Clooney movie cost, but it had to be 20 or 30 million. And this $250,000 movie is knocking the, knocking the shit out of that crappy rom-com. Right, like I remember when that Terrifier 2 was first on uh, Indiegogo, getting backing for it. And now it's making millions and millions, and it's even getting a 4K release, too, on physical. And now it's we're seeing fun. the decline of physical movies from, you know, when ah. you first started out, when physical movies were really, you know, the top of the sound with uh collectors and now we're seeing this uprising of digital content so mm. throughout your life of doing trauma and trauma now what have you found to be kind of the, the pros and cons of the digital content that we live in now well i've got nothing against the digital content i've got uh, plenty against the uh, industry which does not allow for uh, uh um, independence uh, to uh, to rise the odds of a of a of an independent uh, getting a movie made through the mainstream is uh, a, a, is uh, uh, impossible because the mainstream's going to cut you apart and shave down the whatever and uh, and even then you'll be one out of a thousand if you get into the, if you even get your movie made so uh, that's the problem. And then if you do get your independent movie made outside the mainstream, like we do, uh, nobody takes your call. Nobody gives a shit. Uh, there are too many movies, too many right. uh, lame and boring and uh, uh, movies that, uh, you know, are safe, politically correct, but not too politically, just enough so they, uh, you know, they don't actually show a breast or just enough so that you know, right. they don't we uh, do anything uh, that you might remember right it's not excessive gore like it used to be in the 70s or 80s that we would get now in movies well i think there is a lot of excessive gore but most of it has no uh, inspiration has no talent right. has the tyrifier two people apparently are very talented i've met them a couple of times they're lovely people and um, God bless them. Congratulations. You know, they made it. They did it. And they're going to have toys. And, and uh, you know, they'll probably be, uh, you know, what's his name? Rob Zombie will probably be the next uh, Terrifier 3 or, you know, whatever. <laughs> Why not? Wouldn't you be interested in joining Terrifier 3? I would do. I don't think they would want me because I'm not into that genre particularly. Uh, 
Well, I haven't seen Terrifier 2, but I didn't find Terrifier 1 very funny. Was it funny? No, you know what? I kind of agree with you, but I do think Terrifier 2 kind of upped the game a little bit. Like it took what people were criticizing about the first one with the oh, lack good. of character depth and narrative in the film, and they kind of did a much better job of doing it. Oh, I'm sure that they did. They had uh, $250,000. <laughs> they probably only had 50000 for the first one. But uh, yeah. the point is, I'm not interested in uh, slasher movies. I don't make slasher movies. Uh, now, maybe volume two, is is it funny? Is Art the Clown funny like Freddy? Yeah, he is, yeah. Oh, oh, well, good. Yeah, I could probably... Uh, uh, yeah, I could probably make a, 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 a terrifier that was different, very different, and I'd probably make a terrifier that uh, would fail at the box office. So if they need that, I'm standing by. So have you met anybody in today's generation of young filmmakers that kind of caught your eye a little bit and you know you said, well, this guy or this girl can be something. If she just, if they kind of yes. had the right I'm direction and right backing with them. I'm producing uh, several movies. Uh, uh, Mercedes the Muse has finished her movie uh, 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 about uh, feminism, about real feminism, not the bullshit uh, coming out of Olivia Wilde's asshole. Uh, this is real feminism. <laughs> it's called Divide and Conquer. It's terrific. And we need to get theaters for it. So if you can help her in that, that would be great. Then there's also a Brandon Bessem, who, uh, uh, who I've, uh, produ I'm producing his uh, new film, uh, produced his previous film, and uh, he's extremely talented. He makes horror films, but they're hilarious. And, um, uh, you know, they're not woke particularly. Uh, and they're great. And uh, so he's great. I think he'll be a James Gunn. I think Mercedes will be a James Gunn. I think she'll move up uh, the food chain if she stays focused and really wants to. I think Mercedes really wants to be independent. But um, uh, Brandon, I think, would be very good for uh, mainstream. You know, he doesn't go too far. He's, far, he's really talented and uh, great writer, good director, nice guy. He's made like at least five movies. Uh, four of them are on trauma now, uh, Fear Town, USA, and... Uh, Slashening uh, Part One, uh, and then the uh, uh, Slashening Part Two, the final beginning, which I produced. Yeah, and yeah. Now his name sounds part. familiar because I think he sent me a uh, Fairtown USA one day to kind of that's great review. You yeah. it. It's terrific. So Lloyd, you know yes, we're Jack. Getting... <laughs> yes, Jack. We're getting a lot of reboots and remakes in today's Hollywood. And now even one of your classics is getting remade or rebooted. How do you feel about the Toxic Avenger getting remade for the big screen in this generation? Uh, you don't go to jail for, uh, uh, you don't go to movie jail for making a sequel or making a reboot or making an, a reimagining. And uh, I have signed a, a non-disclosure NDA, whatever that means, okay. agreement, non-disclosure agreement, something like that, where I, uh, you know, fuck me if I, if I say anything. Uh, but I can tell you this, that uh, Macon Blair's Toxic Avenger is Macon Blair's Toxic Avenger and will be totally different from Lloyd Kaufman's Toxic Avenger. It won't be your grandma's Toxic Avenger. I can tell you that much. Right. 
I can't go any further. Uh, <laughs> other than, uh, you know, maybe you can poke around and get some answers from uh, Warner Brothers, who's the distributor, or Legendary, who are the financiers, or, or Macon Blair. I don't know too much, so I don't know where it's going. I, I, I was on set and, uh, uh, you know, I was there, filmed in Bulgaria. And, uh, but other than that, I, I don't, I can't, I'm not allowed to say anything. No. I don't know why. Nobody's ever explained. I worked on Rocky, Saturday Night Fever, you know, Toxic <laughs> Avenger, Final Countdown. Never signed in. Never, they never heard of NDAs. Obviously, the movie business has become so sleazy that nobody can even give anybody a script without uh, <laughs> an NDA, right. some kind of letter. Fuck. I don't mind. I'm happy to give anybody my script. I'm happy to show people my movie as long as they, you know, I don't need to, as long as they uh, don't boot like it. <laughs> right. And so, Lloyd, do you have any more sewings of? hashtag Shakespeare sitstorm or do you have any conventions lined up in the future? Well, the Museum of, of Moving Image in New York, uh, their Thanksgiving show, which is on October, it's on November 28th, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, that's going to be Poultrygeist, Night of the Chicken Dead, because Poultrygeist has uh, poultry for Thanksgiving. And it's a great film, uh, got good review in the New York Times and others. And uh, so that's a big deal. I'll be there. That's a big deal. Museum of the Moving Image. Uh, 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 let's see, January, uh, there's some uh, tattoo festival in uh, Philadelphia, the largest tattoo convention in the world. Choma gets invited every year. And uh, we, we uh, you know, the, the tattoo people and trauma fans uh, basically uh, 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 intersect with each other. Uh, there's also New Orleans coming up. There's also, Garrett can give you my schedule of what I've got. There's Texas again in the March, uh, uh, England. Uh, I've got to go to the uh, United Kingdom at some point. Oh, that's uh, going to uh, be fun. Do some theaters. Uh, it's not fun. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, being a uh, Willie Loman, you know, a night right. here, a night, a night there, a night there. And, you know, then we have to make sure the merch gets set up and blah, blah, blah. And, it's, a, it's, it's sort of exciting to see the movie with an audience. And so far, the audiences have absolutely loved hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm. I've never seen anybody walk out except to go to the bathroom. I'm not joking. So, um, uh, you know, it's a good movie. Just, you know, it's going to take time for the word to get out. It took time for Poultry Guys. You know, Poultry Guys got a uh, great word of beak. Uh, but it took a while. <laughs> it took a while. <laughs> and it took a while for, uh, look, Toxic Avenger, made in 1984. <laughs> and uh, how many years they finally did a, a, finished the uh, sequel? <laughs> That's a long time. But it takes, you know, mainstream is not exactly visionary, let's put it that way. Right. They get it right sometimes, but usually it's the more risky independent movie. Rocky is a perfect example. Rocky was very low budget, but mainstream movie. They let the director have freedom. They went with Stallone and they uh, agreed to let the production come to Philadelphia without any union uh, crew. And Troma produced all those scenes uh, uh, running up the stairs and 
uh, and then we filmed in Philadelphia for about eight days on Rocky with non-union and um, oh, wow. uh, uh, under the radar of the uh, of the thugs and um, and uh, eventually the uh, truck drivers caught us uh, teamsters caught us and then everybody went back to Los Angeles except for me but imagine Rocky without that stuff so so here's Rocky made for a million bucks which is uh, basically the same uh, budget as Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD made in 1989. So pretty low budget. Uh, the idea was uh, Stallone was uh, uh, unknown and so was Allison basically. Uh, although I knew they were both brilliant. So uh, there's a lesson there. And uh, uh, we shot those eight days exactly like a trauma movie with a, you know, not with basically I, I, I was able to use my mouth to get free locations. And uh, <laughs> also uh, if we needed a neighborhood at night to wet the streets so the reflection is nicer, uh, the, the uh, people in the neighborhood would take their hoses in front of the house and wet down the street and, and you know, pizza for all three meals. And uh, you know, it, was, it was shot like a trauma movie. And uh, there is a BTS that I shot, which is narrated by um, John G. Avelson and Uncle Lloydie. Uh, and uh, it's on the 20th Century Fox four, four DVD, uh, four Rocky. All the Rockies are in one box, and they feature my behind the scenes with a little script by Avelson and me. That's really cool. The, the cool part is when Avelson and I, he had a, a, he's dead, but he had a YouTube channel. And I put it on my YouTube, on Troma's YouTube channel. We both got takedown letters from uh, uh, Fox. <laughs> I didn't do anything, but he uh, he uh, fought it. And, uh, they obviously relented. It wasn't their footage. They didn't pay for it. And I don't even know if they ever signed anything, if I ever signed it. <laughs> well, Lloyd, thank you so much for joining us at Infamous Horrors. It's been really fun talking to you. It's an honor having you on here. Been a fan of yours forever. So this is really cool. And thank you so much. Well, uh, Chad, thank you. This was great, great questions. I finally, I'm happy we finally got to uh, to bond a little bit. Uh, if you're ever in New York, come and visit the Troma building and see where the magic happens. And uh, I hope the next time I'm in Kentucky with Antonio and Taylor that uh, we all could uh, get a drink together or something. Oh, that would be fantastic. Fantoxic. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, Chad, I'll let you go. Have a great evening and thank you for the time. Thank you, Lord.